0: Recently, a major scandal in food grain storage in China has raised questions over food grain stocks across the world. What caused the food grain scandal? What are the repercussions of the scandal on world food security? And where does India stand with regards to food security? MR Subramani, Head Commodities and Agribusiness, The Hindu Business Line, explains. Welcome, sir. Welcome to BL Podcast. Hi. Sir, what is the Chinese storage scandal and uh, who have been the most affected? Uh,
1: The Chinese storage scandal is is where, you know, what has happened is where uh, Chinese officials, they had claimed that they had stocked in these go-downs and warehouse. But what happened uh, was when the Chinese authorities checked the, you know, to meet any food emergencies like that, uh, they had found that most of these warehouses were empty and uh, there were a lot of um, uh, irregularities that had been committed like uh, you know uh, what happens is somebody uh, would have uh, the warehouse authorities would have claimed that they had sold a particular volume of stock but what has happened is the volume of stock goes out and then comes back to a different rule. so such scandals have you know happened so there is a real question mark over what actually uh, is China having in a warehouse definitely it's China which has been very badly affected but we'll have to wait and see what the repercussions could be over the rest of the world.
0: What caused the scandal to come out and how does it feed into the world food shortage and are there any global crosswinds likely to affect developing nations in the coming months?
1: Okay now how the scandal came out was what happened was the Chinese meteorologists they flagged concerns over heat wave that set in uh, uh, for 75 days from June on. So just before that, uh, what happened was the Chinese officials said that severe heat wave was setting in in China and it would affect their food grains production, particularly rice. Right. So this put uh, you know the Chinese officials into action. So they started looking into what real stock they had with them. So that is where uh, it resulted in these people finding out what has gone wrong. And it has led to arrest of uh, uh, many people, uh, at least about uh, 20 officials, and then more small, small officials running into 100, uh, 100 of them uh, who have been questioned. Uh, they say that uh, they have been investigated, but uh, it's a parlance, which means uh, uh, some have been arrested, some have been, uh, you know, dismissed from service and uh, other things. Now, what happens is if China is not going to have those talks which are... Uh, Uh, supposed to be there then the pressure will be on the global food grain supplies now china will look out uh, to buy more one uh, typical example is you know china has been claiming that it has had record production over the uh, last year or before that Uh, despite claiming that it had record production chinese were importing huge uh, amount of food grain Uh, so what was happening is that despite claiming a record production they were Importing huge um, a huge volume of uh, food grains like uh, rice, wheat, and uh, corn, soybean. So this see, what happens is when Chinese don't have and then they are going to go up there uh, into the global market and buy. It could lead to two sorts of problems. One, it will definitely uh, lead to shortage, or the others might not get because China buys huge volumes and usually sellers would love to sell huge volumes. So that is number one. The number two is the price. Prices will go up. Everyone, particularly the least developed nations and uh, developing nations. Bangladesh is an example which could get affected. Now, as we see on the uh, rice front where Bangladesh is uh, forced to pay more to buy. Or uh, look at Pakistan, which is having to buy wheat at a higher cost. So, I mean, I'm only giving two typical examples of what could really happen. And uh, these are the global crosswinds that will affect the developing nations. And I've given two examples of uh, Pakistan, Bangladesh, I think we should add Sri Lanka or the African countries because African countries depend a lot on wheat, rice, particularly rice. So they all could be affected if China is going to go dip its hands into the global food stock and buy, uh, you know, a huge volume.
0: Is India likely to be hit on any front? Where does India stand in terms of food security?
1: I don't think there is any cause for concern with regard to India's food security because India is managing its food situation pretty well. See, two weeks ago, uh, India banned exports of broken rice and then it imposed a 20% duty on non-Basmati white rice. At the same time, you know, it has also considered uh, the its own global interest or also the interest of poor African countries. That's why it is uh, not just far-boiled uh, rice exports. And parboiled uh, is what you call uh, in, in, you know, in South India you call it boiled, rice, But it's parboiled in technical terms, So there is no no curbs on that, no uh, export duty on that. So that is practically free. So African countries are not going to be affected. And uh, basmati rice also no ban, no curbs. So farmers growing basmati can still go ahead and export, and this is not going to cause any distress in the which buys a lot, a uh, good huge volume of. Also, India banned wheat exports in May once found that it was not getting the procurement that it wanted because India had a procurement target about 44 million tons and finally ended up just short of 19 million tons, uh, less than 57% compared to last year. So, But India has been taking care of that. So, India is well aware what stocks are, what is happening. So, it's unlikely that India will face any problem. And again, what is happening is from October 1, India will start procuring rice from the growers and other places, what India has picked a procurement target of 51.8 million tons. Now, because of this ban uh, and other things, uh, probably uh, the government expects farmers to come forward and share, come forward and, you know, uh, offer their uh, rice and paddy for procurement. So, I think we are heading, I mean, we are not uh, really in any sorts of trouble as of now, unless and until there is going to be a problem with the production. But what we hear is that whatever... Deficit was there with regard to paddy sowing that has been, uh, that is shrinking. Uh, So, I think by this time we have touched, we should have touched about 400 lakh hectares of uh, paddy sowing. So, looks comfortable and there's another report which has come down today about uh, one particular group of uh, bankers going down to some of the rice producing areas and say that uh, no, uh, we need not fear about the storage and food grain stock.
0: How is uh, India's food grain warehousing system And what are the areas or the issues that need attention at the moment?
1: That's a good question. Like India's food grain warehousing system is totally taken care of by the food corporation. of India. So what happens is the whole thing that you are held accountable by parliament. So anything wrong, parliament will pull you up. So that is where, you know, it's almost at par with what's happening in the US where certain things you're held responsible by the US Congress. So parliament is supreme. You're also parliament is supreme. So People in FCI are answerable to the government. You have to explain that there is there is accountability on, on the part of the FCI and other uh, other people. What requires attention is that, uh, you know, if we have to ensure closely that first comes first out. That means if writers come uh, today into the uh, FCI system and uh, the so, so first lot which arrives today will have to leave the first tomorrow. So that is what we'll have to ensure. And also, you no, know, our storage systems are improving, but still there is room for improvement required uh, tension is now uh, I feel more of a modernized storage system is happening but probably it needs to gather momentum.
0: Is India on a path to complete food security and can the recent move by the government to ban rice and food exports be a move on this path?
1: As I said no there is no concern for regard to food security with India. India is comfortable it has got uh, good stocks of rice uh, we tend to compare with what was last year with the last last few years but uh, uh, frankly uh, we have uh, ample stocks to meet our requirements yes uh, the rice export uh, the curbs that uh, India didn't ban all the rice exports India has banned only export of broken rice India has banned broken rice because this broken rice was mainly going as animal feed in countries such as uh, China Vietnam was buying for a sort of a low through it. And, you know, Vietnam was very smart by buying Indian, cheaper Indian rice and then it was it was uh, selling its rice at a premium. So, it, it created a niche market for itself. So, that's an example that which India can look at. But coming back to the broken rice, because China and other countries were using its uh, animal feed and in India itself, broken rice uh, demand was going up. Like last year, when soy meal and corn prices went up, the poultry feed sector turned towards white rice. So they used uh, a good amount of broken rice. They used a good amount of broken rice. And again, now the broken rice is also going for ethanol. So the government's viewpoint is that let's use broken rice for our own demand rather than send it as animal feed abroad. And it was hardly fetching about uh, $300, $310. So is it worth that? That's a question I think the government has asked itself and decided to uh, ban uh, broken rice uh, export. Otherwise, if you see, parboiled is not banned, so uh, that is not going to create problems. White rice, they have put tax. So, the one reason why India has taxed uh, non basmati white rice is that uh, we are offering rice at a huge discount to the global community. Like two weeks ago, the discount was anything between 30 and $80 a ton. Now, uh, should we offer our rice at such a discount? That's a question. Uh, probably the government has also asked itself because you know what happens is uh, just on the free supply of power to farmers, uh, the government spends about $70 per per ton. So in that way, I think it has looked at, so why, you know, export uh, at such a discount is, is a question that the government has asked itself. And that's why it has come up with 20%. There is a section of uh, people uh, which feels that probably the tax could have been higher. But what we hear is that uh, exporters and buyers are ready to pay this uh, duty. So something good for us you ask but all if you look at that uh, what has happened with wheat flour and now with rice is that India uh, is first looking at uh, you know fulfilling its own need we were looking ourselves as one who could really supply the world with our grapes, but unfortunately we have had a heat wave uh, during uh, March and April and now uh, we have had a dry spell in the rice growing areas, West Bengal Uttar Pradesh Jharkhand. Darkened, uh, we are losing about 10 lakh hectares in darkened, stuff, which are notwithstanding all that uh, you know progress that they have made with sowing of rice. So all in all, if you look at that, uh, definitely uh, you know it's a move that that ensures food security for the Indian people. and the-
0: you see, India is a food superpower, and what are the moves that are likely to make it one in the global market?
1: No, I, I don't think India can make it as a food grain superpower because uh, see uh, your domestic demand is enormous. So like all of the 100, uh, and ten or 120 million tons of rice that, that is produced, we export to about 21 million tons, so that is a spare. Or we have another 10 to 20 million tons of uh, spare rice uh, or something of that sort. So I, I don't think we can become a superpower because that is one. Two is what about the efficiency in producing food grains? We are not still efficient in producing food grains like wheat or rice or corn. Our cost of production is high. More than that, uh, let's look at the yield. yield is somewhere very low with regard to any crop you take. Our lead is not even matching the world standards. When that is the situation, whatever increase in acreage that we might witness, the yield has to go up. I mean, efforts are being made, but still, you know, it's far and few in between. So, uh, becoming a food uh, superpower is unlikely in the near term, unless and until our yields are going to more than double. Even doubling won't do. We need to more than double. Probably that is where the GM crops will have to come into play, but that's a different subject. I want to uh, dwell on that. But um, I don't think uh, India is in any situation of uh, becoming a food-grade superpower in the near future. But definitely, uh, India is making efforts to increase its yield because, uh, you know, you have a, a bird population, a young population, budding population, demand is going up more for, uh, you know, healthy foods and other things. So, we're definitely, uh, we are bound to increase our production and yield, but the dream of a superpower uh,
0: Thank you, sir. Thank you for your insight regarding India's uh, food security. Thank you, Siddharth. And until next time, this is Siddharth signing off.